Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. two of the nightcap and it's always nice to get you know another athletic body in here you know i mean <laughs> the so only much athletic body in oh, so much athleticism on this side of the desk you know so it's nice to have someone else come in with uh, one of us needs to lose weight and the other one just yeah your jeans are what your jeans are man taking shots sean merriman back in <laughs> studio always great to have him uh, in studio here just quickly uh, before we jump into Sean, two to one Red Sox leading bottom of the seventh inning. Oh, 46-41. Entertaining first game, Lakers and Warriors. Uh, LeBron looks a little rested. 16 points, perfect six for six. Maybe he's doing some uh, training with Sean Merriman in the well, offseason. Considering that they lost pretty early in the playoffs, he is kind of rested. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that's the first time that's happened in a long time. Right, so he got a lot of rest this offseason. So uh, right now the Lakers leading 46-41. to 41. But, Sean, great to have you in. Uh, lights out extreme fighting. Big show coming up uh, right around Halloween in Burbank. So uh, let the people know uh, a little bit more about what's going on with Lights Out Extreme Fighting. Yeah, October 30th at the Burbank Marriott. Uh, Lights Out Extreme Fighting 6. Going to be on football sports. So nice. those you can't make it to the fight, I think we're closest to being sold out, if not sold out already. Then you get a chance to watch it live on uh, football sports. Uh, I believe it comes on at 5 p.m. Uh, Pacific. Then we're starting a little early this fight. And there's three title defenses, and it's around Halloween time, so this going to get real scary. It's going to get real, real scary. Beautiful. I've never been to a mixed martial arts no, never? event. We should go. 
All right, I'm in. Yeah, let's do it. All right, because it's a Saturday, right? Yeah, it's Saturday. Yeah, let's yep. do it. The Sean King uh, private jet. You're gonna fly us out to Burbank? Yeah, absolutely. It's right over at McCarran. Three-time All-Pro Sean Merriman in studio. We got to start with your squad, the Chargers. Um, last weekend, um, you go to Baltimore. And I, I thought overall that Ravens performance might be one of the best performances we've seen from top to bottom by any team in the league. So let's start with the Chargers, four and two, um, a little bit banged up defensively. Uh, we were talking off air. I know Sean has brought up the loss to Kenneth Murray. Then Drew Tranquil was ruled out. Uh, but as a former Charger, any real worry about what we saw this past Sunday? You know, not not really. And I think that what people are kind of forgetting that the Ravens are really good this yes, year. Yes, they are. I mean, like, not even just on the offense of Lamar. I mean, on the defense side of the ball, they're really, really good this year. They're getting after the quarterback. They're stopping the run. They're playing. I mean, when you play at home with them, they're, the energy level is so high. You can just tell they're playing a, a, a different level of football than everyone else. And, yeah, of course, it doesn't it doesn't help that, you know, some of your best players are out and Mike Williams is running around, you know, with a knee injury and all this other stuff. So, uh, and it's also what the great game by Herbert. It's probably one of the first times we actually seen him not have a great game. But all in all, it, I wouldn't be worried. I mean, th- this team is, you know, they, they have so many different ways to win. And when they get back healthy, and it's coming at the perfect time of the season. You know, that getting getting healthy during the bye week, having mm, – It's big. It's big. Having that, that extra week off and getting guys back, I, I don't see any real worry there anyway. You know what's so fascinating about the Chargers? And, and I mean, this almost never happens. Never is a quarterback better in the NFL than he was in college. So anybody that tells you, I looked at Justin Herbert, Oregon film, and saw what he's become, they're lying. Because he is five times better. And granted, he got hurt for a little stretch at Oregon. But what he's become, at least especially in this second year, is unbelievable. Well, you know, it's funny. I went to the championship game where they played Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. So I got a chance to watch him in person. Mm -hmm. And, And then again, during the combine. So I'm tweeting out. I'm saying, hey, if this guy's around, get him. Uh-huh. You know, I think he had like a 70 or 75-yard long ball down the field. I'm like, okay, this dude got a rocket. And, two, I seen him, you know, playing in a championship game against Wisconsin. I said, man, this is – he's a leader, man. It's all the way across the board. Uh, he's now be- becoming a little bit more vocal, a little bit more comfortable now, now in the second year, man. But this – I don't think that we've seen what Justin Herbert's really capable of. Mm. Like, we, he hasn't even got to the point yet where he's comfortable enough where – uh, he's really excelling at what he can do. That's good, man. I'm excited to watch it. I mean, he's you, talented. You watch some of the plays that he makes. It is. It's just big time arm. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Big time arm, and he's a much better athlete than he shows. Yeah, like he spends a well, lot of time in the that, pocket. Yeah, but he's a dynamic athlete. And when he talks about being comfortable, a lot of these young quarterbacks they want to prove that they're a pocket passer. And and, and I I tell these guys when I when I run into them, hey man, just win the football game. That's the beauty of Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. No matter what anybody says, Lamar trying to win. Right. If that means on this play I'm sitting in the pocket and the next five passes I'm scrambling, he just wants to win. That energy, that that contagious like energy that comes from playing with Lamar Jackson, when that starts to come out of Justin Herbert, the Chargers are going to really, really take off. Well, and, and the guy that the Chargers just lost to, you mentioned him, Lamar Jackson. I mean, what, two Monday nights ago, we're sitting here and our draws are just on the on the counter here because he's he's got no run game his best wide receivers are all banged up his left tackle's now done for the year Ronnie Stanley and he's still finding ways so when you look at the AFC we were talking about it last night Sean with 
with the Bills losing. And then you start thinking, you're like, I don't think the Titans are capable of winning it. But when you've got that Cyborg and Derrick Henry running. So what do you make of the AFC right now? Because, you know, the past couple of years, obviously the last three years, it's been the Chiefs each and every, well, last two years. And then three years ago it was the Patriots who got there, but it was almost the Chiefs. It's open right now. It feels wide open. So when you look at it through six weeks, Sean, who, who do you think is the best team in the AFC? You know, I said this before the season started. The AFC is truly wide open. It is. I mean, you, know, you look at, like, a Tampa Bay, right, they're probably going to have a chance to go on back. I would say Seattle before, you know, Russ got hurt, probably have a chance going back. Now, Arizona, obviously, they're playing another level. So you got one or two teams where you know that's either going to go deep in the playoffs or going to go to the NFC Championship game. With the AFC, you just don't know. Because I, I don't mean we knew that Derrick Henry is going to run the ball effective and they're doing the things they're doing now, but we didn't know that he's going to have these 130-plus yard games and they're going to be playing that well on defense you know, and, and finding ways to win the way, the way they did the other night. We didn't know they had that. So if you look, and we also didn't know that Kansas City was going to be sitting around at, what, 3-3 three and three or whatever yeah, they are yeah. right now. A so lucky 3-3. and three. A lucky 3-3. Three and three. So if you look at the AFC, I think truly it is wide open. So – when you just look at, we've got the odds there up. Uh, Sean Merriman, uh, three-time All-Pro, joining us in studio here for uh, the majority of this hour, so we appreciate him stopping on by. You've got the Chargers sitting at 9-1. to one. Um, You know, I know you're a bit partial, obviously, being yeah. uh, you know, one, of the, one of the greats there, but at 9-1, to one, it's intriguing to me because, you know, as Sean has brought up so many times, not to say that Herbert is head and shoulders better than the other quarterbacks because Josh Allen's playing really well. Patrick Mahomes is who he is. And Lamar Jackson, you could argue, is the MVP of the league. But when I look at these odds and I see 9-1 to one next to the Chargers and I look at their quarterback, that's intriguing to me. And with the way Brandon Staley is so aggressive, um, you know, make the case for the Chargers to come out of the AFC. Well, you know, I, I also say this, too, that – if they found a way to stay healthy, that, that was always the case. Mm-hmm. And I want to go back, and I know that these Dallas Cowboy fans are going to be upset at me saying this. They, they should have been undefeated going into that Ravens game. Yeah. I mean, really, they really should have. And, you know, being a former player, you don't want to blame anything on the rest. But right. it was some calls in that game, bringing it back after taunting. It's like touchdowns. Take, yeah. I think it was two touchdowns taken away. So, you know, they're walking into the Ravens game. And now the, the Ravens typically probably was – Supposedly their first loss of the season. Mm-hmm. If you look at how the season is going, so it was just unfortunate. But look at how they match it up right now in the AFC West. You got to think that they at least have a chance of coming out of the AFC West. And if they walk into the playoffs healthy, mm-hmm. you know, get Kenneth Murray, get all the tranquil, get everybody back healthy, Mike Williams, everybody. Who, who do you stop? You know, this is a team that is not scared to go for it on fourth and six, fourth and seven, fourth and nine. Right, so now you got a game plan. These guys for four downs. You just don't know what they're capable of doing. And that with Justin Herbert at quarterback, you have to think that they're going to go far. You know, late into the season and into the playoffs. And I'll say this: I'm a big Brandon Staley fan. I think he's one of the better young coaches. I, I love his approach. I love the way he commands the press conference, the way he interacts and leads his ball club. I'll say this: the bye couldn't come at a better time. Yes. Last two weeks, they've given up 42 and 34, and that has to be alarming. Uh, Some of that's probably fatigue. Some of it's probably injuries. But it gives that staff a chance to really self-scout. Let's go back and look at what we're doing. Do we have some tendencies that people are taking advantage of as far as what coverages, where our blitzes are coming from? Are they from the field, the boundary, in certain situations? And really reset and come out of that bye week with a, a new look, a fresh sense of how do we get that side of the ball fixed? Because as good as Justin and that offense are, 
it's hard to win shootouts right. when you're giving up 30-plus. Well, and Sean, you look at the team, the rival of the Chargers in the AFC West, who I think we all just assume, and I think rightfully so at this point, that the Chiefs are just going to figure it out. But you go back to that Sunday nighter against Buffalo and the way Buffalo in Arrowhead just easily went up and down the field. You know, as a former defensive player, you look at that defense. Can it be fixed at this point of the season? You know, I think, and Sean, you probably been around this before and I played for two different style coaches one being Marty Schottenheimer who believed in playing the run mm-hmm. uh, you know r- r- the run game big playing great defense physical and you have North Turner to come in and we throw the ball a little bit more practices changed a little bit the, the the mentality of the team changed I think that the Kansas City Chiefs need to find their identity again mm-hmm. right and not just rely on Patrick Mahomes being amazing every single time he steps on the field because now you got a bunch of guys sitting around watching from the sidelines and watching making a big play. Instead of saying that we're going to go out and win this game and we, we don't need him to go out and win, it, win this game for us. And right now they can't stop the run. Yeah, They just can't stop the run. And I think that any team that can't – because stopping the run is a mentality. It's mm-hmm. not every, – every guy that's in the National Football League has, an, uh, has the capabilities of stopping the run. It's whether you want to line up and say, this guy is not going to beat me one-on-one. And I think the mentality of that team has changed because they become very pass happy. And, and I'll say this, Sean, I don't think there is great defense anymore. Great defense had that aspect of physicality where you right. physically beat up the offense. The rules don't let you do that. And right before we go to break, to me, great defense now is a defense that's sound and can tackle in space. You got to be able to, from a gap standpoint, from a coverage standpoint, be where you're yep. supposed to be. You got to get guys on the ground. Two Sean's, Sean Merriman, Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. Much more to come with the former three-time All-Pro right here on the Nightcap on VEASAN. Oh, such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for 40% off site-wide and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for 40% off site-wide at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. 
Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids. But I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. Keep it rolling here on the nightcap. Quick update. Two to two now in Boston. Jose Altuve going yard in the top of the eighth inning to tie that game up at two. That series even at one game apiece. Red Sox and Astros halftime out in Los Angeles. Lakers 59. Warriors 53. Uh, LeBron James 18 points at the break. Seven boards. Two assists. Anthony Davis 20 points at the half. Steph Curry sitting with 10 points right now. Second half line here at Circa. Lakers minus a half point. The Lakers leading by six. Sean King, Super Bowl champ, former Tampa Bay Buccaneer. Sean Merriman in the house, three-time All-Pro, former uh, was once upon a time defensive rookie of the year. Um, And, by the way, lights out, extreme fighting. Got what? Lights out extreme fighting number six? Yes, LXF6 coming up October 30th uh, in Burbank at the Burbank Marriott on Fubo Sports if you guys can't get there. There we go. Yep. Check it out, and uh, that'll be uh, no doubt a, uh, a fun a fun weekend uh, heading into Halloween, which uh, it'll be uh, always weird things happen uh, Halloween weekend. Sean. Yeah, I turned my lights off, and I locked the doors. And... <laughs> Yeah, I'm not. Big, you, I'm not a big Halloween guy. You leave the bowl of candy outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm from Florida. You know, strange things happen in Florida. You know. <laughs> yeah, we know that. That's for sure. Uh, we were talking during the break, and you know, I'm sitting here as a guy who uh, last played football with pads on in fifth grade. You know, so I was uh, really showing out in Rockville, Maryland, uh, in that Pee Wee football league. But you pride yourself on destroying people on the football field. I watch. A gentleman in Tennessee break a hole, and he just looks like a cyborg. I'm pretty sure if you look down at his exoskeleton, it might be, uh, <laughs> it, it might not be bone. I think it might be metal. What would Sean Merriman do 
with Derrick Henry running his way because I, I could only imagine the collision because knowing you and your history and your career, you ain't backing down from Derrick Henry. No, no, no. I'm not backing down from him at all <laughs> if I have a running start. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I mean, I, I, my career was short enough. I didn't need to shorten it up. But, you know, when you play guys like that, I mean, the truth of the matter is is that there's, they're one of a kind. You only see the Derrick Henrys of the world probably one every 10 years, 10, 15 years, you get a guy like that, right? So when you have guys like that, you make tackles that you normally don't make, right? Mm-hmm. You try to get him to the ground, especially with any defensive back coming up. It's just it's not fair, mm-hmm. right? And that's one of the things you go, we always love to clown each other in the film room or somebody get ran over or whatever the case is. That's the one you just, if you get ran over, you just fast forward to the next play. You don't even pay attention to it. <laughs> oh, man, that's one i never forget. We had a uh, rookie, Tavares Hogan, and uh, we were in the preseason, and he got blasted. And uh, Rich Passaccia, who's now, shout out to Rich, big win for the Raiders this past weekend. He's rewinding it because, you know, special teams, you do the whole team. You know, what, what are we doing here, T-Hog? Silence. Tavares Hogan, you hear me talking to you? Yeah, coach. What is this? Sometime you eat the bow. Sometime the bow eat you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the whole room erupted. That's it. That's it. Oh, man. Sometimes you got to just take that L, man, and move on. Take, take that L and move on. Uh, we're talking to Sean Merriman. I want to get your thoughts. We'll do it maybe in our, our last segment with you about defensive uh, player of the year this year. And and you had some thoughts preseason about Chase Young, and I'm curious uh, because you and, and Sean were really spot on about your analysis of what he should expect this year. Uh, Chase Young coming off that defensive rookie of the year award that you won uh, not too long ago. But switching over to the NFC, because, man, you just look at it. We talked about the AFC being wide open. The NFC is it's open, and it is just loaded. You look at Arizona, they're yep. undefeated. You look at Green Bay, they lose week one, and now they're 5-1. and one. You look at uh, the Rams, they're sitting at 5-1. and one. The Bucks, they're at 5-1. and one. The Cowboys are sitting at 5-1 and one and showing a pulse defensively. So when you look at just how jumbled this is, and oh, by the way, Greatest quarterback of all time in Tom Brady. Matthew Stafford with a new fleece on life. Kyler Murray, uh, leader for MVP. Uh, Dak Prescott, co-leader for MVP. And the guy who won the MVP last year at Aaron Rodgers. Some decent quarterbacks there in Sean uh, in, uh, in the NFC, Sean. So what do you make of the NFC? It's tough. You know, every week now in the NFC, you have, it's going to be a battle. There's nobody you're going to play that isn't going to give you some competition. You know, normally you go and you watch these games and, and you look at the calendar before the season starts and you say, okay, all right, I'm going to get two sacks here. I'm gonna get, <laughs> and you start rounding up your stats. But when you now you're week in and week out against really good teams. And, uh, you know, I would say that Seattle was there before, you know, before yeah. Russell Wilson got, got uh, injured and nobody, no, no one knows really when he's going to come back. But you still have four or five, four or five teams there that can go out and, and, and beat anybody. Yeah. Right? Beat anybody. So, uh, I, look, at the end of the day, you got to say the Cowboys and, and, and Tampa, as it sits right now, I mean, I, I wouldn't even – Arizona at some point has to – I, I'm not. I'm not going to say I'm not. Sean buying it. doesn't agree with you over there. He, uh, he's all in on the Cardinals right now. But he also played for the Cardinals, so you know he's yeah, a little. No, that yeah, he's like, that's right. I, I'm trying to get good seats for that Monday night showdown. <laughs> <laughs> he circled that game in December. Rams coming to town. Yeah, I got to talk nicely about when that. When I look at the NFC, it's all about who stays healthy. 
That's exactly. You know, if Tampa doesn't yeah. get healthy defensively, they're not going back to the Super Bowl. I mean, right now they're decimated. I mean, they pulled Richard Sherman off the couch. He's playing immediately. And he's, he's, he's hurt. Yeah. He's yeah, he heard to yeah. sear off the couch. I mean, I've never seen – and shout out to Kevin Ross and the job he's doing, just even making that thing look remotely like an NFL secondary. You know, you look at the teams that aren't in that group, the Saints about to get Michael Thomas back. Mm-hmm. What right. does that do for their offense? 49ers, the only reason they're not in this conversation, it seems like every week they New lose injury. another starter. Yep. Seahawks, same way with Russell. So Panthers, we're playing lights out. The McCaffrey yes. goes down. So I think who can stay healthy, is going, who's going to have the biggest advantage, and then it's going to be about home field. You know, they're playing for home field, so every game's important. You don't want to have to go to Lambeau. Right. And deal with that unpredictable weather if you're Dallas that plays inside. If you're Tampa that lives in a warm climate. Even though they did it last year, and the gift that's Kevin King that keeps yeah. giving. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're playing for, for trying to get healthy and different home field. Well, when you look at Dallas, you brought up Dallas. You, you like Dallas. And it's hard to disagree. When you see what they're doing offensively, I mentioned Dak Prescott. You mentioned the Chargers. Bye week couldn't come in a better time. Cowboys, great time for the bye week with Dak being a little bit nicked up. The weapons that they have offensively, Zeke looking strong yet again. Tony Pollard is a, is, a, is a great backup situation there. Defensively, that was their liability, right, Sean? Now, right. Dak gets hurt last year, but their defense was a turnstile. They go and get Micah Parsons in the draft. Uh, Trayvon Diggs is, is intercepting a ball seven times a yep. game, it feels like. Um, is that defense, from what you've seen, good enough to get them over the hump because we know the offense is there. Is that defense now good enough? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, what they're doing right now, they're winning the turnover battle. Mm-hmm. And the reason why they're putting up so many points, they're giving their offense more opportunities to throw the ball. And that's just what's happening. I still say they probably have, you know, maybe the second or third best one-two punch at running back right now in the way, the way, the way they're running the ball. Also, last year, the biggest problem was they wasn't getting to the quarterback. Mm-hmm. You had uh, Lawrence, all these guys with big contracts, but no one was getting to the quarterback. Randy Gregory, these guys now are attacking up front. They're turning the ball over. And every time that, uh, you know, Diggs go out and have a big interception, he's just giving Dak Prescott and that offense another opportunity with Lamb and everyone else. And Lamb is not even the number one wide receiver. You know, that's how, that's how stacked these guys are right now. Uh, their offensive line is still great, so... Like you said before, it's going to come down to health because they have the recipe to actually win the Super Bowl. Now, I hate saying that because every every game the Dallas Cowboys fans think they're going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> but, you know, they have a, a, a good enough team, a great team this year where I, they might have, actually have an opportunity. Because they really should call them the California Dallas Cowboys because, like, they have so many fans in this uh, state they, they of California. Oh my gosh, it's unbelievable. It's I'll say this, though. Every time I sit down and want to really believe in the Dallas Cowboys, Mike McCarthy does something weird. Yeah. And I just – he's got to develop, at least when it comes to me, believing in them to win it all, more trust that he's not going to blow it with some of these game management decisions. Well, I mean, I think the good thing working for him, Kellen Moore seems uh, to be a great offensive mind. Yes, absolutely. And then, look, Dan Quinn <laughs> he's an outstanding has job. had his issues as a head coach, but as a D coordinator, he seems to look the part. Uh, you yeah, know, when you look defensively, you mentioned, you know, the fact that they've got – you know, I, I think PFF rated Randy Gregory as the top player this past week defensively. Uh, Micah Parsons, I don't know how much you've watched of him, the young guy out of uh, out of Penn State, but man, he's flying all over. He's the defensive rookie of the year favorite right now. He has he has exceeded expectations, which I feel like was hard. But as a former linebacker, to look at Parsons, you have to uh, watch him and, and smile a little bit. No, absolutely. And the difference is they're letting him go. Yeah. 
they're lining him up and letting him go. And, and that's the same thing with Randy Gregory. You know, Randy Gregory, when he came out of college, you know, I remember sitting down and talking to him, and he was, like, super lean. He was, you know, but he's so athletic and so explosive. If you put his hand in the dirt and tell him, okay, you can't make a play. We want you to run this game, and this is how it's going to be. He's not that guy. Parsons not that guy. They're now lining him up and letting him beat the offensive tackles up, under, around. They're throwing different kind of schemes up front. Their biggest problem is that they didn't have a, a complimentary pass rush on both sides. DeMar- uh, when Demarcus Lawrence, he was getting double teamed. They were fan, fan protection, so we, he didn't show up in the stat sheet. Yeah. Now you have these guys flying all, all around the place on both sides, left and right sides. So who are you going to you know, who are you gonna slide protect? Who are you going to fan protection to a chip off of the edge? They're all making plays. That's Sean Merriman. One more segment with the three-time All-Pro next right here on the Nightcap. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the sports betting network. Keep it rolling here on the nightcap. We've got a Super Bowl champ. We've got a three-time at All-Pro and, and me. Uh, it is the nightcap. Sean King, Sean Merriman, Tim Murray. Once again, lights out extreme fighting in Burbank, October 30th. Fubo Sports, if you can't get to the fights in Burbank. Sean's trying to lobby for some tickets there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going I'm to uh, holler at Derek on Friday. Get the get well, the jet and I, let's see if we everybody want to go. We can take like a yeah. You guys coming right? Yeah. Okay. Let's yeah. do it. Right. Find a spot. Um, all right. We got we got a lot to get to uh, before we let you run. Um, also check out Sean making a weekly picks gambling.com, So make sure to check that out uh, as well. Follow him on Twitter at Sean Merriman. So a lot uh, to get to. We're gonna get to defensive player of the year. But but real quickly, last time you were in studios before the season, and both of you had. Similar questions about Chase Young. Nothing about the talent, about the former number two overall pick, last year's defensive rookie of the year, but it was it's going to be a new year. You were, once upon a time, defensive rookie of the year. So, so far through you know six games, Washington is two and four. Uh, the defense has been one of the worst in the NFL, despite uh, all of this buzz. I don't know how much you've keyed in on Chase Young this year, but is basically what you said preseason kind of come to fruition here? No, absolutely. And and I kind of laughed at it because the first game of the year was uh, against the Chargers. Yeah. You know, he played uh, Rashawn Slater on the left side. So I'm watching that battle mm-hmm. their entire game. Mm-hmm. And I didn't see a double team or anything like that. Rashawn Slater, I knew was going to be good. But when I see teams now, they're either, you know, chipping them off the edge or they're bringing some guys in motion, maybe, you know, having some uh, RPO action or something where they just kind of stop him. He's not getting a good pass rush. But also on the other side of the ball, I mean, they're not scoring a lot of points. Mm-hmm. And people don't understand that when you're watching the game, it matters how many points the offense is putting up. Because if you're always playing behind, why would any offense you're playing against want to throw the ball against that front of the Washington football team? Mm-hmm. They're not going to want to. So you have to be up seven points. You have to be up ten <laughs> points and be in position where these guys can go get the quarterback. But after you know Fitzpatrick got hurt that first game and, and, and they're trying to you know get the – Taylor. Taylor, yep. they're trying to get him going again and get him moving. I think the, uh, Ron Rivera came out and said that he needs to be more aggressive. Yes, they need to put up points in order for those pass rushers to go out and make big plays. And, and, and listen, this is to me a referendum on Ron Rivera. He's never been aggressive offensively. Mm-hmm. Like they're down 
two touchdowns against the Chiefs, and they're not even in two-minute offense. And right. I'm watching this game, and I'm like, are they trying to win? Are they trying to get better? That's because you had the over. No, in spite of that. I, 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 <laughs> in spite of that. I, I had the over, but I didn't get the over because in, uh, inability to score touchdowns in the right. red zone. I mean, hell, Mahomes was falling down and threw an interception before. That was the, ugly. You yeah. know? But, but you're looking at it, and you're like, your team feeds off that. Like, if we're down at the end of the game, we're not in two-minute offense trying to make it happen. As a professional player, I'm like, coach, don't believe in me. And it's hard to do your job when they don't. And so I think they got to make some hard decisions there. Um, it'll be interesting how it goes. I'll say this about Chase Young and that defense, very undisciplined. When you go back and you look at it, guys are out of their gaps. Guys are supposed to be setting the edge. They're selfish going inside. There's no edge set. Guys are supposed to have contained. You know, you, when you look at it and you know what you're looking at, you're like, that, that they're not playing at a high level right now, and they got to get that fixed. And I think that part of that is because when you're not making plays and that pressure you on you to make plays, you get yeah. frustrated. So you start doing things that are uncharacteristic in the defense. Mm -hmm. You do whatever you can to go and make that play, but ultimately it ends up biting you because that's not your assignment. That's not your gap where you're supposed to be. That's right. Sean Merriman joining us in studio for a couple more minutes. Once again, check out Lights Out Extreme Fighting in Burbank, October 30th. You can't get there. Watch it on Fubo Sports. Pretty good job. Yeah, yeah you man. like that? A rear naked choke. <laughs> <laughs> That's my best move. Grab your ponies! <laughs> um, well, while we have you here, let's talk more defense and defensive player of the year. Trayvon Diggs has seven interceptions, but he's not the favorite right now. Now he's the second favorite, but Miles Garrett is the favorite to bring home defensive player of the year. He's already got eight sacks. Uh, you got T.J. Watt. As I tweeted out, hey, Geno Smith, I, I can't blame you because I think my arms would rip off my body if, if that cross came <laughs> hit me. So when you look at Defensive Player of the Year through, what, about a third of the season, Sean, I know Diggs has been phenomenal, but the question is, is it sustainable? It feels like what Miles Garrett is doing is sustainable. So who do you like for Defensive Player of the Year? You know, it, for even Miles Garrett to be up there is impressive because they're not playing well as a team, mm -hmm. right? So anytime that the, the team is playing well, you know that you're going to get that look. You know that you're going to get that shine. And that's why when you see Diggs, he's probably going to be the favorite because they're going to keep getting opportunities. He's going to keep getting on the field. They're going to keep scoring the, scoring the ball. That means that offenses now have to throw the ball to catch up mm -hmm. because the Dallas Cowboys can put up points. So you have to look at him being a favorite. Miles Garrett is you know, one of my favorite players to watch because he's so freakish as a player. We, don't, like, we talk about the Derrick Henry and these generational talents of people. I mean, Miles Garrett is one of those guys that you don't see come around but every 10 years in the National Football League. But when you look, we talk about favorites to win defensive player of the year. It's, it's to me, looking at this thing, it's probably going to be Diggs. He's going to have a lot more attempts to go out and make these interceptions and big plays. Yeah, and he's playing in the worst division in football. With that too. The bad quarterbacks on the other side, and they're going to you know, give him chances. I agree with Sean. Um, I think it's going to the team success is going to matter for these awards, and that's why I don't think any of these awards will be decided until the last four or five games of the season. I think it's going to be whose team is still in the playoff hunt and who's making plays in these primetime games. When you look at Trayvon Diggs, and I want to get to just a couple games this week, but you know Diggs, he gets the pick six, and then the next play, the Patriots go right after him. He takes blame on whether it was social media. The safety came out and said, no, that was my fault. You know, do you like the aggressive nature of Trayvon Diggs? Because you look at you know some of the analytics out there, he's making the most plays, but he's also getting beat on a lot of plays too. So do you like 
the aggressive style of Trayvon Diggs. I, I do. You know, I played with a guy by the name of Antonio Cromartie who was mm-hmm. the same way, who actually had, I think, 10 or 11 interceptions one year. And what happens is when you have this capability of having a big interception or turnover, and then not only that, taking it to the house afterwards, mm-hmm. you can start to cheat. You can start jumping plays because all the quarterbacks, they don't want to throw to you too much. Mm-hmm. So you know if they do test you, they do throw you. can sit on some routes. You can maybe, you know, Crow was so athletic and, and, and freakishly talented that he would let some guys run by him just to catch up with him and pick the ball off. So when you have these type of guys, not everybody can do it. Not everybody can do it, but he's one of these guys that he can sit on routes, he can jump jump things and, and you know, pl- let plays show coverage and show back out and make these big plays. Not, but not everybody can do that. He's a super talented yes. defensive back with ex- elite confidence and a high football IQ. So he understands that one of my pet peeves when I'm, you know, watching film after a Sunday is I hate cornerbacks that don't know situational football. We're sitting there, the offense is at third and four, and he's playing off coverage at six yards, and he's going to tackle the guy after he catches the ball at five. Right. Trayvon's the complete opposite. He's playing down in distance. He's playing if he's to the field versus the boundary. Like everything, you can see it processing mentally. He knows when to take chances. And, again, sometimes you're going to get beat when you're aggressive, but I'd much rather have a guy that's willing to compete and take those chances than a guy that's just going to let the ball get caught in front of him all game. Of course he's a smart guy. He's from the D.C. area. Yeah, that's right. right. But he did not go to Maryland. No, he did not. He went to uh, a small school, up-and-comer, Alabama. Uh, They they did all right. All right, uh, gambling.com. Check it out. Uh, Sean's giving out weekly picks. I know a game that caught your eye. Uh, Philly coming to town, taking yeah. on the Las Vegas Raiders. Right now, the Raiders, uh, a three-point favorite pretty much across the board. Uh, what jumps out about this game to you? Uh, I'm watching uh, one of my favorite guys to watch is uh, Max Crosby. Mm. I-, I-, I love to watch Baller. Max. He's balling out of control. And-, and more importantly, I think that you know him, him just being a captain this year, yeah. that defense, they're feeding off of him so much. Mm-hmm. They're feeding off of what he's capable of doing. I want to see if what, what he's going to do to Hurts. I want to see finally is, is Hurts going to keep seeming rattled. It just when he gets under pressure, he starts running. He seems rattled. You look at his face when they put the camera in his face, and he just looked like he's lost after he's been chased around and hit a few times. So I want to see what's going to happen this week. And will Max Crosby and that front line get get after him a little bit? You know, we got about a minute to go. You know, when it comes to Jalen Hurts, when you were playing, when you saw a quarterback, no, he's not. He's not a grizzled vet, but he's in the league now for his second year. Uh, when you see a quarterback maybe losing a little bit of confidence, does that make you, when you talk about Max Crosby, you know, players like yourself, that has to get you pretty fired up that I'm going to go get this quarterback. He seems kind of all over the place. No, absolutely. You feed off of it. And you can tell by guys just their morale during the game if, if you got him or not. I mean, you know, if you're yelling back at him, he doesn't look at you at all, and he's kind of putting his head down and walking back to the huddle. You know he, you got him defeated. This guy, he's looking for an exit out of that game. Uh, and, and, and especially when they're young. And I know that Jalen Hurts is his second year, but he's still really a rookie when yeah. it comes to playing time. He's still a rookie, so he's going to make those mistakes. But he has to find a way to battle back and not look so lost when things are not going his way. Lights out, extreme fighting. Burbank, October 30th. If you can't get there, Check it out on Fubo Sports. Also, check out Sean's weekly picks on gambling.com. The man was Defensive Rookie of the Year, a three-time All-Pro. Always appreciate you coming in Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. That is Lights Out, Sean Merriman. Yeah, I can only imagine just the fear the quarterbacks had in their eyes. Fortunately, Sean wasn't in the league when this Sean was around. It is the nightcap. We'll get you updated on all the games across the league when we come back here on VSIN.
<sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save 40% site-wide. Get 40% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish. Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real, live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. Oh, my friends love it. I love that it's kid-safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. Indeed helps hire, find great hires fast. Indeed is your all in one platform for interviewing, screening, and hiring high quality people. Visit indeed.com slash credit. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. That is Sean King. I am Tim Murray. Thanks again to Sean Merriman for coming in studio, hanging yes. out with us. Great stuff. Lights out. Uh, great uh, great insight. Great thoughts. Uh, it's, always, it's always nice to have yeah, you. Know. We got to go to Burbank. I mean, that sounds fancy. It does sound fancy. Pull out my Gucci shoes and my Gucci belt, and let's go be fancy. I don't have it on. Oh, you're going to say. On the nightcap with you right now. <laughs> 
Kind of fancy though. Look. He looked nice. Got my collar out today. Nice up top. Yeah, yeah feeling fly. A little, little pink shirt today. Yeah, I like it. I like soft it. colors. Soft colors. Um, before we get to uh, overreaction Tuesday, who overreacts? Let's get you uh, updated on uh, what's happening with the Houston Astros and the Boston Red Sox. The Astros have taken the lead in the top of the ninth inning. A pinch hit. Uh, no, not a pinch hit. He came in for Marcus Maldonado. He pinch hit previously. But uh, Jason Castro coming through uh, with an RBI single in the top of the ninth, scoring Carlos Correa. So the Astros, who trailed the majority of this game, Alex Bregman went yard in the first inning, then Xander Bogarts went yard. No runs after that until the eighth. Jose Altuve hit a homer. Now Jason Castro has also gone deep. It is to 3-2, heading to, I believe, unless there's a pitching change, I believe they're heading to the bottom of the ninth. Uh, we will uh, keep you updated on that. Lakers and Warriors entertaining game uh, to wrap up the opening night of the NBA uh, as the Lakers right now leading 70-65. to 65. This, uh, this young man by the name of LeBron James, uh, he's doing pretty well. He's got 20 points, seven or eight rebounds. He's pretty good at the basketball thing. Only three assists. Come on, LeBron, if you want that triple-double. Uh, AD, 22 points tonight for Anthony Davis, six boards. Uh, Russell Westbrook in his uh, Lakers debut, six points, three of ten from the field, 0 of three from three. Steph Curry, you kind of wonder if he's just waiting in the wings to pop off. If I was a Laker fan, I'd be worried. This is a four-point game. Lakers have kind of dominated, it seems, but the score doesn't, you know, showcase show that. And, and you know, Steph's gonna get hot here at some point. Steph only has eleven points right now, okay. so yeah, his He's over under was thirty-two and a half. Uh, right now, live line looking at uh, what's uh, at DraftKings as uh, uh, yeah, that that guy LeBron just he probably should stop the ball. It's like Derrick Henry. Do you want to get in front of that thing? You want to get in front of uh, LeBron driving driving down the Yeah, <laughs> the I mean, I, I was raised at Duke. So, I mean, at Duke, we take charges. Yeah. We tap the floor. I don't think Steve Wojciechowski would step in front of uh, LeBron yeah, we, James. We there. sacrifice our body for the good of the team. Yeah. He, I think he might have jumped over Trajan Langdon uh, and uh, thrown down the dunk. There. Shout out to Trajan Langdon, man. The Alaskan assassin. Yeah. Trajan's a good dude. Yeah. Good could, dude. Could have gone with him not shooting that three at the I end of the UConn national title. I was at the national title game that UConn beat us. Ugh. So Rip Hamilton and that, and that crew. Elite I think uh, 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 Okafer was the center. No, the center. Okafer was in the next UConn team. Okay. Yeah, that was uh, Jake Voskel. Yeah, yeah. We, that was the first year that we had freshman leave because I think it was Corey Maggetti. Maggetti and, was a freshman. Elton Brand was a sophomore. Yep. Uh, William Avery was a sophomore. Yep. Uh, Langdon was the senior on that team. Best team I've seen. Now, I didn't see the 91 UNLV team who lost to Duke in the championship game. But to me, the 1999 Duke team, in my opinion, best team I've ever witnessed not win a championship. They were 37-1, only, we were lost, only lost to Cincinnati in the Great Alaskan Shootout. First team ever to go undefeated in the ACC. And then lost to UConn. Pretty big favorite, too. Yep. Lost to UConn in the national championship game. I was the second-round pick of the Bucks. Game was in Tampa. Yeah. I cried. Uh, young Tim Murray was not happy either. Young Tim uh, Murray was, was a sad. big Duke fan. I love Grant Hill growing up. So I, somewhere, I was on the... somewhere in Maryland's men's basketball team had already started practicing for the next year. <laughs> I, is that for Aaron? Yeah, of course. It's for Aaron. That, is that for, is that for, for me? Aaron. <laughs> yeah, of course. It's, it's not for me. All right, let's get to uh, overreaction 
uh, Tuesday. You, sir. I don't overreact. Start the floor. Start the I just, uh, show. I All just right. give facts. I'm, what did I send, Aaron? Uh, you said something about uh, a particular Big Twelve quarterback. Yeah, 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 yeah. How do I how do I frame this so that it's not an overreaction, but it's actually fact? Let me just say this: If you look at the Heisman Trophy right now mm-hmm. for the 2021 football campaign, there are the odds. There are really or is no front runner, front runners. You know, Bryce Young sits there, yet Alabama has already had a loss. If by chance Alabama would lose to Georgia in the SEC championship game, it'd be hard for me to see Bryce Young winning it. Matt Corral, I think he's really talented. I think he's going to put up big numbers, but he's not a no-brainer. I think C.J. Stroud is super overrated as far as where he sits in the Heisman Trophy odds. I think he can justify being there because they have a stretch of games coming against big-time opponents that he'll get a chance to showcase that. Kenneth Walker, as good as he is, I don't think he has a legit shot. Actually, Desmond Ritter is starting to play better. I don't know if he can win it, but he is starting to play better. Kenny Pickett going to get a great platform this weekend versus Clemson. You know, even though Clemson has two losses, hasn't looked great, no quarterback has really dominated them. Mm-mm. So if Kenny Pickett can like have a dominant performance, I think that'll catapult him up the board. But the guy that I'm buying stock in is Caleb Williams. I just think this is setting up for another Oklahoma quarterback to win the Heisman Trophy. Uh, was it Baker? Was it Kyler Murray? The two most recent. Yep. Caleb has kind of come on the scene in a showcase game versus Texas. Has played phenomenal ever since. If Oklahoma now goes on and runs the table and starts to look like Oklahoma, Caleb Williams gets all the credit. And because I don't think there's anyone that's already run away with the award, I'm saying Caleb Williams, if Oklahoma runs the table, wins the, the 2021 Heisman Trophy. So 25 to 1, you cannot beat it. Fun fact. The last, quarter, last player to win the Heisman Trophy to not play every single game Charlie Ward, 1993. Now, that applies to C.J. Stroud. He missed a game already this year. Mm -hmm. Uh, Matt Corral, likely going to miss this weekend uh, against Ole Miss. Or, excuse me, against against LSU. LSU. So that is something to keep in mind. But the last player, and uh, I think shout-out to uh, Brett McMurphy who brought this up. The last player to only play, like, six games and to win the Heisman Trophy, which is what Caleb Williams would do if he were to win this award. Angelo Bertelli. Yeah, I don't know who that is. In 1943, (laughs) played six games for Notre Dame, didn't play the rest of the season, Sean, Mm -hmm. because he had to go serve in the Marines. Yeah. (laughs) The thing is, though, he looks Heisman-like. When you watch him play, like, his performances make you think, He's really good. He's transcendent. He's special. And to me, that's what the Heisman is about. And again, this is me not loving anyone else. So I think there is a spot for a guy like Caleb to get hot, start garnering a lot of national attention. Oklahoma's a high-profile program. Before you know it, he's in the conversation. Oklahoma's looking like Oklahoma all of a sudden, and you never know. Well, as uh, someone on this uh, desk says, genius is lonely. Um, 
It is. You know, someone might have said this last week and might have got, you know, oh, no, that would never happen. You did mention it. No, I didn't. I, my only caveat this, was they show. had not announced. On this show. They had not an- announced yet. Uh, but I knew it was going to, with my eyes, right. I knew it was going to happen. Yeah. But genius is only. So. But you really were pitching C.J. Stroud. Like, that was your, I'm Caleb hitching Williams my, I'm hitching my horse to that Caleb wagon. Williams is not winning the Heisman Trophy. He can't win it. Well, we'll see. I, I'm telling you, he can't win it. We'll see. I mean, this is going to be one of those years where somebody wins it because they have to give it out every year. I understand. Yeah, but it's not going to be one of those years where you're like, oh, I remember the year such and such. No, I, I totally agree. Right. And I think so, Matt Corral is still hanging around. Uh, he will miss this week, which is not ideal. Bryce Young. Has he been announced out? Uh, he's doubtful. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, it, it doesn't seem likely. So it happens lame when you run your quarterback 30 times. That's why you have running backs. <laughs> Um, so I'll tell you a funny story, and, and I wish I was on with Tommy. I would tell Tommy and Rich, don't call quarterback runs. Call passes, and let me determine when to utilize my athleticism. But I don't want to be dependent on the, the center and the guard, the double team, and create movement, and somebody pulling around. He got to find the backer and kick him out. That's how you get knocked out. Genius is lonely. It is. Genius is lonely. By the way, the Astros now lead 8-2. to two. Oh, Hey! What happened? Oh! Seven runs. And there is the over, ladies and gentlemen. Woo! It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. Eric Eager coming up top of the hour. Hey, Sarah. I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you.